Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I don't even know why I'm saying just another edition because today is my 100th episode, people. I've reached triple digit. I wish that I was doing a little bit something more special for my 100th show. I'm in goddamn Ormond Beach, Ormond Beach, Florida, in Volusia County. Waiting outside of a doctor's office because my mom had to get some skin cancer cut off and she's been putting it off. We were just kind of waiting because with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, I didn't want her going to a doctor because a doctor sees a lot of sick people. And I just didn't want to take that chance. But it got to the point where, yep, it needs to be taken care of. She's had a lot of skin cancer cut off of her, but none of it has developed into like like full-blown cancer where you'd have to worry about it. She stays on top of that shit hardcore. So she goes probably once a month just to get everything checked up just to stay on top of it. So I wish I could say that I was doing something a little bit more glamorous to celebrate my 100th show. But in true Tuttle Daily Podcast fashion, I'm just doing random bullshit in my everyday life and letting you guys in on it. Don't forget, tonight at 8 on Zoom, I'm going to be doing my Zoom broadcast to help celebrate my 100th show. And you guys will be able to come on. You'll be able to check with me. You'll be able to bullshit. You can ask me anything. We're going to do a little AMA. Might not be able to answer everything, but I'll do my best. So I hope you guys can join me. Email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com or go on any of my social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle or facebook.com slash Tuttle. I'm posting the links up there. Just go on my timeline. It's easy to find. If you stay tuned, I think we're going to kind of open up the Zoom broadcast. If you want to chat with me, if you want to go one-on-one and just shoot the shit, you can do that. But you got to register. That's the only way you're going to be able to do it. So yeah, no, I'm just waiting here for my mom to get out. She should be out soon. And I'm trying to multitask. Because I've been talking to you about me not getting a lot of sleep. I'm trying to get an early start every single day so I can get my show done with. I have plenty of time to edit. Because if you notice, the show that I had up yesterday, that shit was up by like 9.30, 9.45. I was in bed by 10.30. Took me about 20 minutes to fall asleep. So I was in bed before 11. Unlike my usual night where it's like 2.30, uh, quarter till 3 before I even lay in bed and attempt to go to sleep, but I got at least eight hours in last night, and I gotta tell you, I feel like a goddamn brand new man, and it's so amazing. Like, I can do nights where I only get maybe four to six. That's no problem at all. But when you start going a week on that kind of sleep regimen, it starts to catch up with you, and I was starting to get run the fuck down. I'm not bitching people. I don't like to complain. Because it's not like what I'm doing is hard. I'm not saying it's not hard for me. There's a lot of harder things that I could be doing, like manual labor. But what I'm saying is not a lot of people can do what I do every single day on a consecutive basis like I have. I've gone almost two months now of straight fucking podcasts. 
And I'm not trying to suck my own dick or anything, people, or think I'm some type of wizard or magician or anything like that. No, what I'm doing is not special. I'm doing what people do on a regular basis, and that's communicate and try to be entertaining and polarizing and interesting at the same time. Yeah, I needed that sleep. I got my stuff. I posted it early last night and I went my ass to bed. I didn't even get on TikTok or any of these videos to look for show prep. I laid down. I tried to relax and relax my muscles as much as I could, concentrate on my breathing. I think one of the things that keeps me from going to sleep immediately is my jaws. I'm always clenching my goddamn teeth. I'm not grinding. I'm just, I'm always tight like this. And you can't go to sleep if your jaw is not relax at all. Your whole body has to be relaxed to be able to get to that moment where you just drift off and fall asleep. I know a lot of people don't have a hard time with sleep, but when you have a crazy ass fucking brain like myself that will never shut off where you're worried about everything. Oh, and let me not even bring up the fact on random nights where I'll get it in my head. Oh, you're going to fucking die soon. You just turned 40. You got another 40 or 50 years if you're lucky. Half of your life is already over with. You're almost there. You're closer to death than you are from your birth. And I know everybody has that issue, so I should not act like I'm special and that's the only thing. But people don't have my fucking brain, people. It gets in there and I cannot get stuff out of it sometimes. I wish I could, but I'm just not that type of person. Now I'm complaining. Why would you guys even watch a Zoom broadcast with a guy that's just bitching and complaining when he's doing his 100th episode? I should be happy right now, but no. I gotta be a goddamn Debbie Downer and talk about how bad my life is. You know what? I'm gonna do that. When I look at it personally, this is the best I've ever been. I still have my weird ass quirks. I have my doubt, my obsessions, my OCDs, whatever it may be. They're there. They're always going to be there no matter how well my life is going. So I shouldn't be able to complain. I'm alive. I'm off all the alcohol. I'm off all the psychotropic drugs. I don't have a significant other. That whole deal is completely dried up. There was this one girl that I was talking to. And I got to tell you, she had a great effing job. She worked out at the Cape. Not going to go into any more details than that because I like to keep that part of my life private. But this girl, attractive, great job. You couldn't ask for anything more. Had her shit together and boom. Out of nowhere. What happens a lot of times, these people that I meet on social media, like Tinder or whatever it may be, they don't, it's not like I tell them or I do anything wrong. My whole entire life is documented online. So they, it's all there for them to do the research. If they just look for it. And I think that's why people just disappear out of thin air sometimes. It's happened to me before. I've talked about this. Uh, Usually about the third or fourth time I talk to a girl that I meet on Tinder. I basically throw it out there and I let her know about my attempted uh, suicide and spending the time in the mental institution. Because I just want to lay it all out there. I want to be an open book. Because I don't want to put any time and effort into something for them to go back and read something online or on social media and come back to me and say, well, why didn't you tell me this? Uh, what? Why were you in there? I think if I'm open and upfront, getting it out of the way and I'm offering that info to them, they'll see that I am not hiding anything. 
There was one girl I really liked a lot. Her name was Heather. She was from Orlando. She was a year older than me, but she was right in my wheelhouse. We had so much in common, and I didn't even mind or care that she had triplets. Yes, triplets. She had all three at the same time. And I got to tell you, I feel a little bad for her because she's not the biggest girl, very petite. And that had to be a whole ordeal, having three kids at one time. But I dug her. I, I really liked her a lot. And I told her I was in a mental institution. I tried to kill myself. And it all started to go south after that. I mean, we talked a few extra times, but it started to become less and less until it didn't happen anymore. And she pretty much got freaked out a little bit. And I completely understand it. She's got kids. And I mean, they're not young, young. I'd probably say eight, nine, ten, all girls. She just basically told me right after I told her, it's like, hey, I like you. We can be friends and stuff. I really haven't talked to her in a couple of months, but she didn't want to take the chance. And I, I tried to explain to her, I've never been a violent person person at all. I just tried to hurt myself and I had to go away for a little bit and that's it. I'm not a violent person. I think maybe in my whole entire life, I maybe have been in three or four fights and I didn't do too well in those fights. So I knew that's not my deal. Now, I will talk shit all day long. I'll get into the dozens and, and talk shit all day long. I'm not afraid to get my ass beat, so I'll win the battle of words. When it comes to physicality, oh yeah, I, I might get stopped. But I might fare a little bit better now that I'm in shape. Uh, this is the best I've ever been in shape before. Even when I was married, I didn't have as much muscle as I have right now. And I don't want you to think I'm getting like buff or jacked or anything. I'm lean. I'm getting really, really lean. I'm like a white trash version of Tyler Durden right now in Fight Club. I don't want you guys to think, oh, I'm in the best shape. No, 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 no. I still got a lot of work to do. I did a lot of damage from all the stuff and poison I put into my body. But I'm getting there. I'm way better than what I was. I weighed in this morning at 165. Not the lightest I've been, but I'm seeing progress. I was stuck at that 170 pound weight for a very, very long time. And, and it just seemed like my body was holding on to everything. But all of a sudden, it, I'm starting to lose it again. Not not really quick, but I'm seeing gain. But I do still have this girl's number. I go through these phases where I'll get texts and I won't erase them. And that's the one text I've had for the longest time now. I think the last time I talked to her was like January 18th, 2020. And I would like to hear from you guys. Would it, would, I haven't talked to her in a really long time. I haven't talked to her since then. Do you think I should reach out and just say, hey, what's going on? Want to see uh, what you've been up to and stuff? Or would it be creepy? I'd like to hear from you. Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. When I come back, I got a story that hits home for me. One of my favorite sports teams that I root for and how the whole bullshit cancel culture is fucking them right in the ass. Nerd. Radio personality and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by stitchyouup.com For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. 
Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Tonight, Andy has a case of water on the brain. Sort of. Hi folks, Andy Mooney here. You ever notice it in time of widespread panic, pandemics, and other demics, that people just don't seem to come together like they used to? I'll give you an example. I headed off to my local grocer to hoard up on supplies that I knew that I would need. Depends, Similac, stuff of that nature. As I went for the last tube of deodorant, my favorite brand, and as you know, all elderly people love their brands, almost to death. This man reached the same time that I did. So I pummeled him, and as he laid down on the ground, I stood over him, doing some sort of pelvic thrust and demoralizing him. As I did this, I thought to myself, boy, this is lost on the younger generation. that just don't know the feeling of smashing a window with a brick or stealing to keep food on the table for your families, something that I learned very well. Growing up in the mean streets of Biloxi, I knew that I had to get ahead in life, and the only way I could do that was to join the military. After the military kicked me out, I turned to the one thing that never caused me harm, the streets. I was known up and down 8th Avenue as the man who gave the best HJs. But you don't have to take my word for that. Just giving you guys a heads up, I'm going to be walking through a landmine field here with this next topic. So stay tuned. Emma Smith didn't give a fuck. Chris Leak didn't give a fuck. The freak Javon Curse didn't give a fuck. Fred Taylor didn't give a fuck. Percy Harvin didn't give a fuck. Maybe that's because he was so high because he was self-medicating his chronic migraines. Jabbar Gaffney or Riedel Anthony didn't give a fuck. Here's a blast from the past. Jack Jackson didn't give a fuck. When Cam Newton wasn't so busy stealing people's laptops, he didn't give a fuck. God rest his soul, and before he was murdered, Rache Caldwell didn't give a fuck. The assassin Brandon Spikes didn't give a fuck. And last but not least, and one of my favorite gators of all time, because he shared my God-given last name of Fowler, that's because he didn't give a fuck, Dante Fowler Jr. So if you didn't know by now, I am one of the biggest Florida Gator fans. I talk about them all the time. One of my favorite pastimes, my favorite thing to do, my bonding thing I do with my dad is watch the Florida Gator football games. We watch them all the goddamn time. And for the weekends, I can't make it. I'm watching the game at the same time as my pops is. And I'll call him after a big play or whatever it may be. We always have that connection. We will always have that connection with the University of Florida Gators football 
football team. Now, this is a chant that I hear all the time. I really never knew what people were saying. I knew about it. For the most part, you can only hear the music whenever you're watching on TV. Now, I've heard rumors about this happening in the past. I've looked for a lot of news articles. I found some. But I find this hard to believe. And if it's true, it's pretty goddamn despicable. And I wouldn't be shocked because there was a lot of racist motherfuckers living in Florida at the time. But this chant, I'm going to play it for you so you can hear it. And it's very, very famous if you're a Florida Gator football fan. See, now I got to be careful and I got to back up everything that I say. I do agree a lot of stuff needed to be changed. I think NASCAR did the right thing by removing the Confederate flag. I think all these municipalities are doing the right thing by removing the Confederate memorials or statues or whatever it may be. They're doing the right thing on that. But I don't think this gator bait has anything to do with the racist stories in the past that I'll get to here in just a few minutes. Now, I know a lot of these gator hunters. I watch swamp people all the time. Now, anything you use to catch a gator or trap a gator or kill a gator, isn't that considered gator bait? I'm just saying, I'm going by the words. And I do think if this is true and the University of Florida came up with this song and it has racist ties, I think it should definitely be removed. But I don't think this song by saying gator bait is anything. I think what they're meaning is our competition They are our prey. We're predators. So they're gator bait. I don't even care about the gator bait part of this song, but everything leading up to it that that needs to stay. There's no mention of gator bait in there. As far as I know, I could be wrong. Let's listen to the rest of it. But if we're going to make a compromise, can we just keep that last little part in there? Because that is a pretty catchy tune. Like I said before, guys, I agree. A lot of stuff needed to be changed. We are in the year 2020 and we're still dealing with this discrimination, racism, bullshit that's bred in the South, even though George Floyd was killed up in Minnesota, but it's happening all across the country. But I think we're going just a little bit too far. I think we need to concentrate on the big things right now, like cops killing minorities, all the racism and discrimination that goes on in everyday life. That stuff needs to be changed. Then when we take care of that, then can we go back and maybe take care of the stuff in the past? Because there's nothing we can do about the past. It's there. Let's take care of the problems that's staring us right in the face before we worry about anything else, people. And if you haven't heard yet, this is the cancel culture going on in our country right now. I can tell you, and I'm almost absolutely sure I could be wrong, but I would almost guarantee you this gator bait thing has nothing to do with people in Florida using little black babies and infants as gator bait. I think it has to do the 
gators are predators, not sexual predators, and the opponent is prey. So that makes them gator bait. The University of Florida is ending its gator bait cheer at the football games as well as other sporting events at the school because of its racial backgrounds. The school's president announced Thursday in a letter making several other similar changes on campus. Florida President Kent Fox, I love our president's name, Kent Fox said in a letter to the university's faculty, students, and staff that the cheer has a horrific historic racist imagery involving African-American people, especially children, being used as bait for alligators. Accordingly, University Athletics and the Gator Band will discontinue the use of the cheer, Fox wrote. Some stories are coming out that infants were allowed to play in the shallow water while expert riflemen watch from concealment nearby. The article said when an alligator approaches the prey, he is shot by the riflemen. The Chipley Chamber of Commerce responded to the Times article by calling it a silly lie, false and absurd. Floyd's death has sparked nationwide protests focused on police brutality against African Americans. Let's stick on that thing. Let's take care of the police brutality and the murder of minorities and then we'll go back and change history, people. We'll erase it. We'll get rid of every goddamn thing that could be considered racist. One day, I was down in Florida. This is some great audio I found and this is going to explain the whole background of the whole racism and in the phrase gator bait. But this is an African-American gentleman. And he collects a lot of stuff from the past. A lot of that minstrel type stuff that were depicting African-Americans as slaves. And this guy collects all this stuff. And this is kind of the story because he didn't know anything about the gator bait phrase and how it was racist. But he went into this store and he learned about it. I'd gone down with my wife and I took a trip for myself off to the wild blue yonder going out to hunt artifacts. And in my quest to hunt artifacts, I came upon a pawn shop in, Sa in Sanford, Florida. If racism was NASCAR, Sanford, Florida is the Daytona 500 of the United States of America. In the pawn shop was a gentleman who owned it. They went and got him and told him I was there and I wanted to buy some of the shackles he had hanging around the walls. I asked him, uh, could I buy them? He said no. He didn't want to sell anything. He just wanted me to see it. If I know the people in Sanford, Florida, he didn't sell it to you because you are black. I hate to break it to you, man. That sucks, but that's Sanford, Florida for you. Came back out and he began to talk to me. He said, you know, he said, you probably don't know this. He said he would go down. He said his grandfather said they would go down and they would take babies with them. I said, what do you mean babies? He says, well, let me tell you. He said the slave babies, the slaves who had babies, they would steal the babies during the course of the day. Sometimes when the mothers weren't washing. See, this had to be poor white trash that was doing this back in the day. It just doesn't make sense for a slave owner to get rid of something that has potential future earnings. Slave owners were greedy as fuck, even more than being racist. So why would a slave owner go out and use a black baby for gator bait because a gator is not more valuable of the potential earnings that an African-American baby could give you. I said, what do you mean babies? I said, you mean babies like five or six years old? He says, no. These babies, some would be infants. Some would be a year old. He said, some would be toddlers. He said, they would grab these children and take them down to the, the swamp and leave them in pens like little chicken coops. For being one of the greatest countries in the present day world, we have such a horror Horrible, horrible, dark past. And it's sad. But we learned from those. We're not 100% there, but I think we're now living in the day of age that people want change. All races want change and want to be considered equals. They would go down there at night 
take these babies and tie them up because they hunted the big bull alligators. These big bull alligators were not raised on farms. They were in the wild. These alligators would weigh six, seven, eight hundred pounds. Those are the ones they wanted. They would skin them, make the wallets, get the meat, do different things with them. He said, but what they were doing was tie them up, put a rope around their neck and around their torso, around here, and tie it tight. He said, the baby, I said, well, what would the babies be doing? He said, well, my grandfather said they'd be screaming. He said, when they would throw the babies in tied to this rope, he said, in a matter of minutes, he said, the alligators were on them. He said, the alligators would clamp his jaws on that child. Swat, as a matter of fact, once he clamped on him he was really swallowed god damn if this story is true i want to know if i can get traded to another race because i don't want to be a part of this whole uh franchise at all he said i said so what do you mean he said well yeah they were taking these babies and killing them for alligator babies. all right in closing it's a horrible horrible racist story. It's not even a story. It's true. I mean, I haven't found a lot of news articles about it that I can actually see where it's documented. I can only find a couple of magazine articles, but that's not news. It's not. Let's be honest. But do I think the Gators, the Florida Gator football team or the University of Florida, that the Gator bait chant is tied to this story? I don't really think so, people. I think the easiest explanation that makes the most sense, gators are predators, their opponents are prey, so when we play, you're gator bait. Makes sense to me, but I'm not a minority and I've lived a life of white privilege. Even though I was on reduced lunch and government assistant as a kid, I still didn't go through the same shit as an African-American did. Be back in a few minutes. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. All right, welcome back, guys. Last segment, but I got some more content to give you. This is a recording because I had to multitask all day long because I was busy. Had to take my mom to her doctor's appointment, ran really long, had to go do shopping, and I went out and got dinner at our favorite Greasy Spoon. Hey, what's up, guys? So every little town, I don't even care if it's a small town or a little town, I think every community has that diner. I like to call them Greasy Spoons. And I don't know if that's a Southern thing, Greasy Spoon. When you hear Greasy Spoon, you think, oh, well, that place is a piece of shit. Why would I want to eat there? Now, it's actually a good compliment, in my opinion. It's not a fancy restaurant, but they got great food for a cheap price. And I don't want you to think because I say cheap price that the food's bad. No, the food is really, really good at this place I go to in Oak Hill, Florida. It's called Camelot Country Restaurant. It's on US 1 in Oak Hill. Now, the people that work there, they're fucking brilliant. They're so courteous, friendly. They take care of everything. They keep your drinks filled all the time. 
But if I owned a business, I know you can't. Well, in the state of Florida, you're, it's your right to refuse service to anybody because the business is great. The people that work there are great. The food is is fantastic. But the only thing that turns me off is the people that go there. Now, you can classify me as one of those people that go there, but you all know what I mean. There's a bad crew that gives a place a bad name. Just like that Sunoco I go to here in Oak Hill. Great place. I love every single employee. They're so nice. If they don't have something, you just have to let them know and they'll get it for you in a couple of days as fast as they can. But it's the people that go in there that turns me off. I don't want you to think I'm being a snob, but like, for example, I go in there today and they didn't have, uh, they ran out of salad for the salad bar. They have their lunch specials or dinner specials. You get a great meal, two sides, soup and salad. But they ran out of the salad and I was just waiting for them to get more salad. Now, when you're waiting, you try to occupy your time. And there was a chick with her boyfriend I don't know, maybe mid to late 30s. And for Oak Hill, this bitch was hot. And of course, any man, and you're a goddamn liar if you're a man, you're not going to look. She was wearing short shorts, tank top, and on one side, she had a full sleeve tattoo. And I love sleeve tattoos on chicks. I just find it to be attractive as fuck. Now, you can look at a woman without being creepy, And I've always been one of those guys, as long as you're not hitting on my chick or touching her, look all you want to, man, because that's kind of like a big fucking power move for you. You'd be like, yeah, my bitch is so hot, other dudes are looking at her. I've never, ever had a problem with another man checking out my woman. I Maybe that's just me. But these dudes that get all pissed off and shit, just because I'm looking. It's not like I was fucking her or raping her with my eyes. I was just checking her out. Because for Oak Hill, she was pretty hot. And this dude stared me down and acted like he had a fucking problem with me. Like he moved in and cut in front of me in the salad bar line. And I think he was just trying to fucking pull out his dick to have a big dick measuring contest. And I wasn't having that. I didn't want to get my phone out because you got to be careful here in Oak Hill. You really do. Because people right now are on edge. If you don't realize that, you're kind of putting yourself and your friends and family in danger that might be with you. You just got to let it fucking go, people, right now. A couple of months ago, even before the pandemic, I I probably would have pulled out my phone and videotaped it or, or gotten some audio. But I'm just not doing that right now because it just seems like everybody is looking for a clean shoot. And Oak Hill, every guy, I'd say more than 50% of the people are carrying guns. They, It's not open carry here in the state of Florida. So you're not going to necessarily see a gun. But just because you don't see one, you got to pretty much assume that they're carrying. I, I really did let it go. Because I, like I said, it would have been great content, but I can get in my car and talk about it all I want to. And this guy wasn't shit. That's the thing about it. Just because you look at a guy and you're like, oh, I could take him in a fight. And I've never been a big physical guy. Like I said earlier, I've only been in like three or four fights in my life. Even though I knew I could probably take him because I'm in shape and I'm putting on some muscle, I might be able to take him, but there's no telling. Now, people, you cannot give people in the state of Florida a reason for a clean shoot. Stand your ground pretty much changed 
everything in the state of Florida when it comes to fighting. I mean, take uh, the Trayvon Martin incident into account. George Zimmerman was a wannabe cop working uh, the uh, community uh, police service, checking people out. And he thought he saw this young African-American kid walking down the street and he was going to go up and say something to him. And he thought Trayvon was going to cower and say, yes, sir. No, sir. What can I do for you, master? No, I don't even know if I can say that, but it's just a parody. What I'm saying is that's what George Zimmerman thought, but that's not how it went. Trayvon started beating the absolute piss out of George Zimmerman and George Zimmerman fucking had a clean shoot and shot him. Even though Zimmerman started this whole fucking mess, Trayvon was the one that ended up dead. He doesn't have to listen to George Zimmerman. So he beat the fuck out of George and George uh, couldn't handle it. And the only way he could save his own life was to shoot Trayvon. But I don't blame Trayvon. But that right there is a prime example on why you can't get physical with anybody, especially here in the state of Florida, because a lot of these cowards, they want to talk big. They're way more confident and mouthy because they know they have a gun, even though you don't know they have a gun. They know. And that's why people are fucking confident as hell in the state of Florida. So that's why you need to avoid any physical fights or or encounters with people in the Sunshine State because you might end up dead. And I'm not saying anything bad about Camelot, but they kind of need to clean up the clientele a little bit because I would definitely go there way more than what I do now. I probably go there a couple of times a week. So if you're ever in Oak Hill, Edgewater area on the uh, border of Volusia County and Brevard County, make sure you stop in there because you will not be disappointed. It is great food at a cheap price and you will not be disappointed. If you guys remember last week, I played you some audio from a YouTube page that I found, and it's a band that does medieval covers of popular songs. Now, I found this one, and I absolutely love it. If you are a fan of the movie Night at the Roxbury, starring Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, you know the theme song of that movie was the song What is Love? Trust me, all the guys on Saturday Night Live end up doing some pretty crappy movies. I'm not talking about classics like Black Sheep or Tommy Boy with uh, Spade and Farley. No, they do some bad ones. And I can see them doing like a second night of the Roxbury's, but it's Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan's uh, ancestors back in the medieval days. I've been trying my damnedest to find out what the lead singer sounds like, but there's nothing, no dice at all, and I want to know what she looks like. You're going to think she's hot, but I'm thinking a hog is singing, because usually these opera singers that have that high octave, they're fat girls. better they need to have this group on as the featured band on saturday night live they could do a whole medieval skit bring back feral katan you don't even have to do the goddamn movie
Alright guys, hope you enjoyed today's show. I know it wasn't the most exciting show I've ever done. I'm going to be doing my special show tonight at 8 on Zoom. If you want to be a part of it, go to my social media. All the links are posted for you to be able to find it. If you can't watch it, it's going to be uploaded onto YouTube after I'm done with the broadcast. I got a lot of great guests coming on. I'm going to tweet those out later today so you'll see who's coming on. I want to confirm everybody before I announce it. So follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Tuttle or facebook.com slash Tuttle. You'll be able to see the guest list, all the links you need to get signed up for Zoom or participate in it. I'm going to be chatting with any of the listeners on Zoom tonight. You guys will be able to ask me any questions that you want to. Guys, I cherish each and every one of you. I am forever grateful for you guys checking out the content that I'm putting out since I got let go from Bubba Show and haven't been on the radio in a while. I started this podcast to keep myself sharp, get practice in, because I do think radio people are kind of like athletes, but out of shape athletes, like baseball players, yes. If you're going to broadcasting or entertainment, radio people are the baseball players. That's exactly what we are. But you guys followed me, gave me a chance. I've seen the numbers grow every single day, and I know that it's growing because you guys are sharing it. I don't have a platform to promote my stuff anymore. So I'll never, ever be able to repay you for everything you have done for me. I hope to see you tonight at 8 during my 100th podcast special on Zoom. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?